0: Three words that Collingwood supporters have looked for for the past probably eight or nine weeks have been gifted to us today. Jesse White omitted. It's exciting. Is it the right call this week? This also coming on a day when Moldhouse formally announces potential candidacy for the Adelaide job and the Lions wanting a priority pick. Could it have been a more,
1: shall I say, hilarious day? GC, how are you? Uh, very well, very well. Yeah, there's a few issues floating, isn't there? Look, I mean, Blairy Blairy's going to be the other one.
0: Blair Blair Blairy's the interesting one that's um, that, that's been well dropped, evidently, from the team. Um, the wider AFL issue at the moment, which I'd like to touch on at some point, is uh, the Adam Goodes Institute that everyone's spoken about this week. That will we'll we'll get to uh, in a few moments' time. But Jesse White, I mean, of all the weeks to drop him. Yeah, you know, he didn't play. I don't. I don't think it was too bad on the weekend. Yeah, you know, two goals. Two um, took a bit of the heat off off Darce and allowed Darce to kick five goals. And it's, this certainly wouldn't have been the week that I was
1: dropping him. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, I think he's always got his critics, and he did drop marks that you would have hoped he'd take. But you know, I I still get back to thinking he's doing what. Our best expectation, or not our best, our most expected expectation was—he's a bit of a bit of a spud, but he's fulfilling a role, and he did that again on the weekend. I just think leaving uh, more isolated is a dangerous move. It's, I think it's just a bit much for a young bloke to be thrust into that role myself.
0: Because now the kid's going to be the the number one banana. And you know, with with Brody Grundy looking to be the obvious uh, second fiddle slash resting ruckman, um, it's no longer the land of the giants we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, I guess. But even so, we've still kept, the, I think, the slowest movers out of that, you know, quartet of big men in the side, um, and the most athletic of them um, has has been pushed out in favour of, uh, of of largely a smaller lineup. So. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting and the, call And the
1: Ruckman haven't really fulfilled a, a goal-kicking role as such So um, uh, I think just, uh, I think Tom McDonald will be licking his lips Because I think one thing he'd be saying is I'm not going to let this kid show me up And if uh, we don't have to worry about it too much else around there We're just going to concentrate on more And give him everything we can give him Certainly going to be an
0: interesting game We'll chat about that a little bit later on Mag, Pogel, how are you this evening?
2: Oh, I'm, look, I'm hanging in there, Mighty T Mm-hmm.
0: I trust you I trust you're busy getting our exclusive interview up and posted online.
2: I am. I'm. I'm endeavouring to live up to that wonderful female skill of multitasking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you do it so well.
2: well. I have to say, it is hard to listen and write at the same time. I, I, I am struggling a tiny bit with that.
1: There's a couple of girls. I'd like you to run that concept by and make my girl, for me. Well,
0: well. Look, as I said, we'll, uh, we'll 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 try and keep things easy on you tonight, and uh, and uh, just just uh, feel free to let us know when we're when we saying the wrong thing about uh, about some of your favourite players, especially about Sammy Dwyer, which I'll get to a bit later on. Let's talk about the Bulldogs game um, and how bitterly disappointed, well, I certainly am with with the result. Um, it was season on the line sort of stuff. And despite the fact that there is still a mathematical possibility of making finals and there's still a good chance we may make finals, these are the sorts of games that, that you would have expected us to win. Um, but I think we were thoroughly outclassed um, for the majority of the piece. What do you think, GC?
1: Yeah, I agree entirely. I mean, they I think we were lucky to be as close as we were. They, they were clearly the better side. And I think they're one of the benchmarks we should be comparing ourselves to because I think they're got a similarly young team and they've got a lot of good young kids. So they're going to develop along with us and, you know, I think they're ahead of us developmentally. I think we may be a fraction younger, but, you know, they've got as good a list as we've got, I I think, and they just demonstrated that they are a bit more advanced than us, I think, on the weekend.
0: But it was also a selection table thing. I mean, they I think they would have taken note of what happened with the Port Adelaide game, and how Port Adelaide kind of ran us around, especially for that first quarter and a bit. They went out and they dropped their marquee forward in in Tom Boyd last week, and mm. deliberately went small and quick against us. Um, and I think that th- this is this is really a, not an indictment on the selection committee, but there are been a couple of questionable choices. I mean, you know, there's still time to make late changes when teams come out, um, and I don't think we we responded the right way to to the dogs. I mean, as you say, we look at the scoreboard; we only lost by a few goals, but it should have been a bit more than that given their control of play. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other thing, I think we had a bit of a an insight into what to expect because when we played them in the uh, NAB Challenge earlier in the year, they did something very similar to us. They really Correct. ran an outclassed us. So we'd been taught that lesson once and I don't think we were really right. We didn't learn a great deal from it because we really fronted up with the same plan again.
0: Fascinating. Look, it was a fascinating game to watch and and, and a few things really stood out for me. Obviously, the uh, the brilliance of young Darcy Moore was was on show um, and we got a glimpse into the future. Um, into what he can do with his five goals. Um, not only from marks, but, you know, on the run. And he seemed like he seemed like a good competitor, which is something that, you know, that competitive edge is something you need to see from a key forward which gives them that extra step. But on the negative, we really did get pulled apart in defence, allowing so many uncontested marks inside 50. The zoning defence game that we were playing just allowed holes to pop up absolutely everywhere. Um and really, that needs to be that needs to be uh, uh, rectified by the time we come up against Melbourne this Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think they 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 they, they you did. I think from they came from the the midfield um, got it on top of us, and they um, they just they just basically like said they just poked holes in us all the way down down into the forward line, and we we just seemed a bit powerless. We we're very much like the NAB Challenge match; we seemed to powerless to stop them. And um, it's something Buckley needs to really address.
0: There was criticism bandied about the board about a couple of guys in particular, Jared Blair, who's now yeah, been been dropped. Um, but the other one that really copped a, a fair bit of flack was Alan Toovey. Um he, he probably hasn't been at his best the last few weeks, and he has conceded a lot of goals. What are your thoughts on his form at the moment?
1: Oh, I thought, I, look, I think I thought he wasn't too bad actually on the weekend. I thought he he was one of the ones I would have said he and Tom Langdon and probably Marley Williams wasn't too bad. Um, so, oh, I'm a, look, I like to, and I think, I think there's a real problem with getting rid of too much experience. Yeah, uh, Jared, Jared Blair's, I mean, I've been a, a strong supporter of Blair, but I think it's the right time for him to go out. I think he's, you know, it won't hurt him to go back and reassess himself and see if he the next...
2: He was playing really what, well. Pardon? Why? He was playing really well.
1: He has been, but he's he's dropped off the last few weeks, and I don't think he but he's been sub the last run.
2: couple of weeks. So, Pardon? because he's been made sub the last couple of weeks, yeah, I mean, but he got a fair, had a thought. fair
1: run at, you know, in the uh, the week before, I think he had three quarters, and he had a fair run at it. I I just look, I'm a fan of Blair's, but I think uh, he's just at he's just reached the point where it's reasonable to say, look, go back to the seconds and have a. Have another try and see what the next group of blokes can do because he shouldn't. He's not good enough to have an absolute mortgage on his spot, and yeah, a lot of people have cried out for his him to go earlier. And I, but I think this is about the right timing.
0: Look, it's 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 on the back of five weeks where he's been down on on what he produced at the start of the year. And I was a critic at the start of the year. He certainly had I certainly had shifted um, in favour of keeping him in the side. But when we've come up against the tough times. It just seems like he's a bit of a non-factor. And I think that was the memory that stuck true from the end of last year. I couldn't remember seeing Jared Blair's influence in the back half of last year when we were really under the pump. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying that he's a liability, but I look at guys like a Sammy Dwyer who hasn't gotten a game this year, Ben Kennedy who's scratched and clawed for a game, and those two guys probably add as much, if not, you know, I think in Dwyer's case probably a little bit more, um, he's probably a bit more versatile than Blair-y. Um And they I think those two would certainly deserve as much of a run at it as, as he's got. So I think you're right. It's probably about the right time. Um, and we can see how Blair decides to reinvent himself going forward.
1: Yeah, I think it's not a bad message to Blair. And, and uh, I think we need to spread it around a bit. I think the other bloke that probably—I think the other bloke that's stiffest in a way—and I'm not his biggest fan, but I think Paddy Carnesis needs a run to see. You know, he's he's been pretty solid for a long time in the twos. Well, we're
0: we'll chatting about the VFL now for for a few minutes. I mean, he was uh, he was unlucky to miss out on the game this week, but he has been completely solid this entire time. He probably deserves a chunk of games too. Um, I mentioned in the in the preview thread for this week that this was the right week for him to come in. Purely mm. and, and play purely as a forward, and, and you know we are struggling to kick a winning score. We are struggling to get our smalls into the game. He's not a small, but he has the skill set of a small and can use the ball as well as any of our crummers can. This is the week for him. Um, obviously, missing last week hurt him. He didn't get the chance to put his name up. But I think it's a shame that I, I can't see him working his way back into the team this year, and I think that's a damn shame for him.
1: Yeah, I, I think. I think if he tipped Jesse White out, mm. I would have thought you know a six foot three, you know third type forward was the probably the bloke he would come in. I would, I, I, I would really like to see him get a run at because I think he does. I think he needs that. We mm. need to see what he can do because you know he, he's never going to get the chance if we don't give him. At this time, he's got solid form in the twos. We need to know about him.
0: The two guys that really have been knocking the door down in the twos, if you read the reports and all that, have been Matt Scharenberg but especially Jonathan Marsh. Um, now, uh, John, you now Goldsack's selection last week, whilst I thought it was somewhat pleasing, I also thought he'd come in underdone. And I couldn't understand why someone like Marsh, who has a very similar similar skill set, and then we are playing a zoning type defense. Marsh is the quickest runner at our club. And if you're going to play a zone, you'd be able to cut away from your opponent and go over the top and spoil third man style. So he's not being he, him not being considered last week was was pretty was pretty disappointing considering that Goldsack got the call up just coming back off an injury. But he really played well this past week. Another emergency. VFL team's playing quite well at the moment. I think we're sitting equal fourth, which is uh, which is a hell of a hell, hell of a good thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, look, I, I didn't get to see the match, but I watched the replay, and I thought, oh, look, I, I, Marsh is Marsh actually more than can. Marsh is the one we need to see. Yeah, he, he was really good again, and his his overhead work is good. His spoiling is good. He's got that pace. He can break a line. I mean, his disposal is still questionable, but we we need to know about him. And I think he would have been an ideal. I think he can – because I think he can really lock down on a guy if he needs to. He's just got that pace and ability to, to close space quickly. Scharenberg for mine, um, look, I'm, I've got a different view from – I know from a lot of people, but – and I've watched Scharenberg really closely. I, I think he's still well off it. I think he, he still is he's very hesitant. He gets yeah, the yeah. ball, but he just chips it around. And he, he, most of his possessions come from – you know, running past to get a handball or a chip kick from the side or something—he's not creating a lot of play. Yeah, I reckon just uh, let him build his confidence and make him sign a piece of paper.
0: <laughs> I completely agree with you. I don't think there's any need to gift him a game. I think there's enough talented players who aren't getting games right now. Um, that would be ahead of him. Um, I, I think it's. Uh, I think that's. Look, if if he gets to a point in his football this year where he can hit a contest hard, where he can back it up um, multiple, you know, uh, with, with uh, multiple efforts, etc., um, then yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's let's swing him in for a game against uh, Carlton and Essendon. You know, even I wouldn't take him up to Sydney. It'll probably be it's, it's a tough no. trot. It's a tough trot in the SCG, but um, he's uh, he's he's
1: got he's got to earn it first. As you say, he's got to hit the contest a bit more than he
0: is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? There'll be no prisoners in finals football. The games that we're going to come up against, you know, the likes of Essendon, uh, Richmond, and Geelong, they're tough teams. Um, and if he's not ready, he's not ready. We saw what Oxley, you yeah, know, Oxley might have been out of puff, or whatever, but this past week he was a bit too soft at the contest. And you can really mm-hmm. see the impact that has um, going Should forward. So, the team. No, absolutely not. I want to briefly touch on um, a wider AFL issue. I know we generally don't stray out of our domain um, as Collingwood supporters. Um, the Adam Goods uh, booing saga um, reached its apex this weekend and, and this week. Uh, widespread media coverage. I'm interested to know your take on it, GC, uh, because it has something. That's, it's something that has permeated uh, football as a whole.
1: Yeah, it's a really hard one. I think. I think the fir- The first thing undoubtedly in my mind the booing has to stop now because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how it started and I'm happy to accept that in the main it didn't start from any racial reasons and I think you know there's always been that thing that you're allowed to boo at people at the footy and boo for all sorts of reasons and I believe most people wouldn't have started out and Goodsey, I really like Goodsey, but I know he's a polarising character. Yep. But it's reached the point now where he says, look, I'm feeling a racial tone to it, and I'm sure there's, that, that is an element now in the crowd. So once he said that, and once he said, I oh, it's really troubling me, there's no reason to keep booing him. And, uh, you know, the, the, the people saying I've got a right to boo, I, that's, that's overwhelmed easily by the fact that Goodsey is saying, look, this is getting to me. So I think just stop yep. booing. It's easy.
0: I'm, I'm 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 certainly inclined to agree, and, and whilst I don't think that I don't think there's as much um, racism laced into it as it's being beaten up. To yeah, be. yep. as long as someone feels that there's a racial connotation, look, there, there was, and I've had a few conversations with people. And I used to go to the footy in the days where um, Kuda um, was absolutely howled at by the crowd for being, you know, a wog and mm. being ethnic. Yeah. Um, I was I watched the football when, when Bucks was howled at for just being a talented footballer and, you know, being called fig jam and all the all the all the extra stuff that went with it. But you know, the the that's part and parcel with being a talented footballer. And a lot of people have pointed that and said, look, you know, these guys haven't complained about it, but because there's a potential racist element, this is a bad thing. Look, at the end of the day it comes down to what the individual himself feels, and if he's feeling uncomfortable and threatened by it, and, you know. It, yeah. Remember, he goes out there; he goes out there to work. This is his place of business, and really, you shouldn't feel that uncomfortable at work.
1: Yeah, and the other, look, the other thing I'd say though is, I think the AFL and I think, you know, Daniel Andrews, the premier, getting up and, and really putting it on the agenda has really not helped at all. I think no, they've oh, just agreed with
2: that. It's just gone so far over the top.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just become much more of an issue than it should have ever become. I, I wish people would just let it die a death. And with if, it, if we hadn't
2: emphasised, it's got it so everybody much. feeling very, um, you know, defensive about it now. It's got their backs up, you know. And yeah, absolutely. It's
1: so when people say you have to feel this way and you must do this because I'm telling you must, people naturally arc up against that, and it's yeah. really. It's really coloured the issue and made it more difficult.
2: Oh, I agree. Yeah. And the
0: thing is that the, the, the way that it's been approached by the media makes people who, even though they might, you know, and I say the majority aren't booing for, for for any racial reason, it makes them. It's like they're being tarred with a racist brush, and that yeah. really that really offends people.
1: Um, it does, look. and the and the media. I have no doubt the media look at this as a way to sell papers and, and uh, ad space yeah. rather than having any real genuine interest in it. They, they, they want to stir it up as much as they can because it gives them good copy. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Look, the the, the the message that I'd give out to the, the Coralineau supporters is you are entitled to do as you please. But in two weeks, we do play the Swans for three weeks. You know, if you want to boo for him shirking a contest or going a high tackle or something, please, by all means. But if the guy's running down the wing with the ball... You know, just let it be. Yeah, you know, that's let's right. let's if make. someone out,
1: you can boo him. But if he's yeah. just playing the game, don't boo him. Complete,
0: completely agree.
1: Let's focus
0: our attention on this week. Um, the definition of must win. I've said it now five weeks in a row. I think, um, but uh, against Melbourne, um, this this is this is a tough game, and it's made even. It, it's, made, it's been made more interesting by the team selection. We have gone with a small lineup or small uh, ins, um, but it, it, these aren't the changes that, that, that I was expecting. I saw, As we mentioned at the top of the show, I didn't expect a guy like Jesse White to be dropped. I thought we'd end up dropping one of the Ruckman um, for a bit of speed and maybe team balance. Um but we've 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 uh, moved out Blair Kennedy Oxley and Jesse White. In come Paul Seesman Sam Dwyer Jamie Elliott Taylor Adams. A bit of extra firepower. But I don't know. I, th- I think we might have gone a little bit the wrong way about it.
1: Yeah, I just uh, the biggest one. The biggest worry to me is exposing Darcy Moore as a three game player. And yeah. you know he he was great last week, and you love his athleticism and that. But also he only had nine possessions. Yeah, and. You know, he won't kick five goals again. He might kick no goals this week. That's right. And I think if, you, if the Ruckman kick no goals and he kicks no goals, that's going to be a big ask for the small guys to kick a winning score.
0: This is a young man who now kicked over 30% of our score last week. Um, that can't be expected of him. A week in week out there needs to be a second tall up there at least to take the pressure off at least to take you know the and that's what Jesse that's what Jesse White was doing it, and I think that this idea that Jesse white you know is meant to be the second tall forward is is so misguided now he's a third tall at best that that should be picking off Um uh, you know, the, the low-hanging fruit in terms of the, the weakest defender um, and really exposing someone athletically from the opposition back line. Grundy did play well last week, clunking a couple, and he will kick more goals as he goes forward. But Witts and Grundy aren't going to spend 100% of the time on the game. And if you gain ascendancy when Grundy's in the ruck, Wits is off the ground, you're still booting the ball into Darcy more one-on-two. And
1: yeah. that's a concern. Yeah. Look, I think Ruckman kicking goals is a bit of a fallacy. I, I actually looked them up a little while ago just out of interest to look at, you know, the goal-kicking Ruckman. How many goals do they actually kick? You know, your Paddy Ryders, your David Hales and these sort of blokes. They yeah. only average one goal a game in their career. They don't – they're not a big source of goals. And, um, yeah. you know, I think just to – Grundy and Wits will be good for half a ga- half a goal a game. And if they yeah. do that, they'll be doing what – Sandalins and Cox and Nat Nui and, and these sort of guys do so. I think we're just kidding ourselves if we think they're going to be the goal kickers. So yeah. that leaves it all to Moore as a big man, and I think it. I think he, you know it's just unfair on him. I think
0: with the, with the setup that we've got at the moment. I think I, I posted about this a couple of weeks ago. Going forward, you'd like between the pair of Grundy and Witts, if they were the long term pair going forward, you'd like thirty goals between them. Yep. Over a season, and if you're getting that, then you can justify the the and you, and and you know you've got uh, obviously no matchup issues and, and, and dominating in the ruck whatever. But if you get that sort of output, you can justify having the two in there as opposed to a pinch hitter like a white. But is overall, form
2: you, that, that, oh, sorry, is it only form that white's gone out? Do you think, or do you think there's a nibble of some sort?
0: I think it's. I think it might be a message being sent. You know, if if it was a niggle, I think it'd be um, it'd be listed. But the fact that it's clearly stated as omitted, I think it's more of a message being sent and saying they're not good enough.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a bit of an odd time, though, as you said.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a surprise. It doesn't quite make sense to me.
0: So, what are your thoughts going forward into this game, GC? I mean, you know, five losses in a row is something we haven't
1: seen for a while. Yeah, well as you say, it's a, each week it becomes a bigger must win and this is an absolute yeah. must win. If I mean if we're to lose this week, then you know, pretty much finals are done and also pretty much all the good work of the early season is is tipped out the door and we're really back to back to right back into the, in the lower part of the teams in the competition. So I mean you know, we can't afford to lose to a team like Melbourne. Um and it- Buckley, as to progress this team, these are these, in this season. These are must-win matches. You can't, you can't tip them. You can't not win these matches.
0: The strange thing is this, and this is not a conversation we thought we'd be having five weeks ago. But just in order to break even with last year, we still need to win three games. And, yeah. and 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 you know, we didn't we didn't hit five losses in a row last year, despite all our poor form. So this is, you know, it's almost uncharted territory for a young listener, for a, a still a, still quite a young coach.
1: Um, to and be we had in this worse injuries last year the, in the second half of the season. Absolutely right. You
0: know, so th- this this is pivotal. I I I think we'll win because I think we're better than Melbourne, and I think that that sort of gets me over the line. But you know, you don't know what's been uh, done to the I mean the psyche of the player to come in and 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 off such a confidence high at the start of the year. What's it
1: like now? It's going to be curious to see what side runs out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just simple to say, well, we have to win this match.
0: Absolutely. It is definitely a must win. I think we'll call it a night there as we are running a bit out of time. Um but uh, I want to encourage everyone who hasn't had a chance to listen to the latest Uh, exclusive interview uh, with Scotty Burns please do Um, personally it was just a massive pleasure to talk to him. as Laurie Holden will express to you on the board I was giddy with anticipation and excitement a bit of hero worship uh, you have no idea Um, but (laughs) it was
1: confirm that for us now Laurie
0: yeah, he was super excited. <laughs> I was super excited. And despite all the technical difficulties, and I was just shattered at if we, where we couldn't get in touch with him the first time, but we got there. It was so good. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great interview, great man, very generous with his time and um, all the makings of – yeah, it, It's it's funny. You talk to some of these guys and, you know – talking to him you're like yeah no this guy's got the right vision for for the club and the right attitude for the place and and it was um, yeah just such a, such a privilege so it starts
2: with me as being a similar sort of guy to bucks
0: yeah yeah very much so and very humble and very modest um, described his a, uh, year of captaincy as a placeholder um, waiting for other guys to develop you know not wanting to fill Bucks' shoes it was just very very um yeah, it, was, it was very interesting talking to him so Please have a listen if you hadn't had the chance to. Um, my, it's my favourite interview.
1: Great interviewer and great interviewee. <laughs> well,
0: look, the the interviewer is only as good as the interviewee. So um, I was uh, I was just very privileged to to be asked and happy to happy to do it. Thank you, Magpie Girl, for all your your multitasking this evening um, and, and all your tireless work getting the interview up for people to listen to. Thanks, Mighty T. And GC, thanks for coming on, mates. Um, it's been good chatting and hopefully we can get a win this weekend.
1: Yeah, go go the pies and go the move, MG. <laughs> okay,
2: thanks. <laughs> <Best> <laughs> I didn't even get to the football on Saturday. That's, <laughs> I, su- I suppose I'm, I should be excited about what I'm doing. but.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you will be next week.
2: I will be next week. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, you'll be back to tell us all about it next week, I guess.
2: Okay. I'll be, I'll be talking to you from a different place.
0: Well that's that's exciting to me. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> so now. Technically. Yeah, <laughs> but for now this is the mighty T signing out.